Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To another edition of All Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Oh, we got a lot to get into on the show. The NFL season is right there. We are on the precipice of the NFL season, which means lots of training camp news, notes, and nuggets to get to. Dallas Cowboys fans may be a little stressed out about this Zach Martin holdout. We'll get into it, talk about it, hear from Jerry Jones, the man himself. Aaron Rodgers continues the uh, what I coined the NBAification and the WWEification of the NFL. That's right, baby. We'll get into that. Jonathan Taylor also demands a trade, and the devaluing of the running back market continues overall. Uh, the Rangers made a move, made a couple of moves. Rangers, they're serious. They're about their business. And we'll get into that coming up next segment. Uh, Scherzer now a... Uh, a Texas Ranger. We'll also talk about the trade deadline looming coming up, and will the Astros, Ghost Rolls, decide to do anything uh, to match the efforts of the Texas Rangers? Also, we'll talk college football, go 
go behind the burnt orange curtain a little bit. Arch Manning will talk about what his value uh, continues to do, which is skyrocket. Also, how about an offensive lineman signing an NIL deal with Lamborghini? That can only happen on the 40 Acres. We'll discuss that, too. The best player on every team in the Big 12. There's a pro football focus list and feels still high, among a lot of folks, high on the Texas Longhorns. So we'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on in the 4 o'clock. we got a lot to get into. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. My man Patrick, he is here holding it down. He's the idillionaire, hardest working member of the ARN family. He's got a hustle spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. Pretty damn sure he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? Man, it is hot outside. It is hot outside. Yes, man. No doubt about it. I mean, and honestly, we got a couple of more months of this. I know. It is, <laughs> this is just I, the beginning of it's, it. It's officially reached <laughs> a point where I feel I'm in a bad mood every second I step out of my house. Yeah. No, I'm with and, you on and that. it's like immediately because I immediately start to sweat. Like I feel, I feel the perspiration. Oh no, me, me and you are sweaters. Like I sweat. Yeah. It didn't take much for me to sweat. And once no. I start sweating, it's hard to stop. Yeah. Like basically, I gotta take a cold shower to essentially stop sweating. I sit in AC cons- for like an hour consecutively. Yeah. And I love the good folks here uh, at this company, but I do believe they started shutting down some things <laughs> since <laughs> they've made the announcement. And I gotta tell you, I did the Low Court Blitz podcast up here earlier, and I was sweating up in there. And I gotta tell you. A little warm up in here right now. Do, so. do you remember when that when the AM <laughs> studio used to be the coldest studio? Yes, it was so cold that I've lost feeling in my hands in that no, studio. Exactly, I used to and wear. How much would we give for that room to be there? We'd be doing the show in there right now if it was oh. that cold. <laughs> Patrick, think about think about my attire for the show when I since we've been working together. That's true. How often do I wear long sleeves? Ninety five percent of the time. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe 99% of the time. Everybody who's watched me on the Twitch stream knows I wear long sleeves every day. Yeah. The reason is because the air, it was always really was chilly cold. in yeah. all the studios. I'll admit, lately, not chilly. No. No. <laughs> so it's all good. It's all good. That's why I, we're I went over uh, so, one of the corner stores by where I'm at. Where we're at. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a walk-in beer cooler. Oh. And I went into it the other day to grab something. Oh. And I was like, do you think they let me pay rent? <laughs> you just just stayed in there for I'm a just stand there just like, <laughs> I've got I got all the beer I could ever drink. <laughs> Sir, may we so help you? <laughs> no. You I'm can't. good, man. I'm good right here. I, just need to, I need to sit in here for a while and hang out. No, you're right. It is that kind of hot uh, in Texas right now. And honestly, like that everywhere, my wife, you know, she uh, was in Idaho, kind of just going back to visit family. Yeah. She said it hit 95 up there a couple of times <sighs> in, in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So, it, oh, man, it's... I don't say I don't believe in climate change, and that's fine. We're entitled to believe what we want to believe because <laughs> this is America, and God bless the greatest country that the world's ever known. But, yeah, you're, there's an argument to be made. It's just <laughs> hotter. There's an argument to be made. <laughs> an argument it's too hot. Made. It's too hot. It's too hot. All right. Uh, the Specs text line also too hot. 512-337-3776. Uh, you also can hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick at It's Patrick Davis. Also, a training camp's going on, so it is hot outside everywhere. And, of course, why uh, training camps mean that these NFL teams are getting down to business. They don't even have two-a-days anymore. As, as I know, I feel like an old man that I participated in two-a-days at a high level. Yeah. Like college and pro. And now it is because of the CBA and the NFL and because of new rules in college, two days don't exist anymore in the old term, basically in the old definition of it, where you would have two legit padded practices in a day. You know, that doesn't yeah. exist anymore at the college or the pro level, two padded practices in a day. It's for, it's, no. I, I can understand why, but this is also like when I was young, I could have done that. 
I yeah, these guys probably could do it too, but now it's like, nah, what's the what what's the reason? You could do yeah. the same you can get the same work done in shells or in shorts. Yeah. You're just doing that because you want it to be kind of an old school, you know, way of thinking, old school mentality, which is you gotta build the mental toughness. So how do we do that? Deprive them of water. Or <laughs> yeah. make them, all, all those things that end up not being good for you in the yes, long run. Uh, exactly. Uh, yes, that lead to a lot of other big issues. All right, so let's talk NFL since we are, are diving into talking football. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. And um, I didn't think this would be a big deal. I didn't think this would be a big deal. Now, we got two pieces of audio here from Jerry Jones. Um, the, the first piece of audio that we're going to play is actually from like five days ago. So there's one, Patrick, where he's talking about uh, Zach Martin right now, and then he brings up Michael Parsons. Not that. Yes. That's, that, that, save that one. We'll get to that okay. one. I want to play the one, the other one I sent you, where this is Jerry Jones, like five, just, like, I don't want to say it's less than a week ago, being asked about Zach Martin and the situation. And maybe at this point you can tell the, the, the conversation that he was having with whoever is representing Zach Martin was different at this time. Here is Jerry Jones being at the, at the start of training camp, I think the first day, second day of training camp, him being asked about the Zach Martin holdout. All right, I hope I got the right one. Yeah, I think you did. Uh, that didn't affect our plans. I'm, I'm not affecting our plans. So you feel good that he'll be here well, when he needs I'm to just, be? I'm just not a, uh, letting that affect our plans. And, uh, uh, we have our, uh, again, I don't want to get into uh, uh, how, uh, what we're doing here, but are not doing. I just want to say that uh, uh, he's in our plant. Right. Do you, I mean, and I don't want to diminish uh, anything here about his um, not being here today or not being here today. It's just something that we don't need to discuss and, and I don't need to discuss for the benefit of all of us. Okay, I don't need to discuss it, which is honestly, little, uh, that, that's uncharacteristic of Jerry Jones. Yeah. Jerry Jones wants to discuss it in great detail and give you Normally. more detail than you need. So that in itself, I was like, okay, that's what we all said. Yeah. Hey, Jerry Jones is trying to be low-key here. He, don't, he doesn't even want headlines. Usually he'd make a headline out of nothing. Don't want no headlines. Don't worry, he's part of our plans. He's going to be here. I don't need to talk about it. Don't need to talk about it. We look. We're discussing things. Things are like we're progressing. I don't want to say anything to mess up what may already be in the works. That also sounds exactly. Don't want to mess. Hey, we're, you know what? Cordial conversations. Yeah. Let's not mess anything up. That's what it sounded like to me. Like, yeah. hey, no, no, no. Every, actually, this everything's all good. I'm not surprised by this, and I'm not worried at all. That's that's the tone I got. Fast forward to yesterday. <laughs> right? This is the latest Jerry Jones clip when asked about Zach Martin. And if you listen closely, you can hear. Actually, you don't have to listen closely. You'll hear the tone has changed quite a bit. What needs to happen for this situation with Zach to get resolved? Uh, nothing. Just a bit. Uh, we're, uh, he'll come to camp if he's uh, will come to camp. But uh, there's no... Uh, uh, resolution. There's a lot of consequences if he doesn't. It's not about Preston. It's about facts. We need the money to pay Parsons. We need the money to pay the players that we got to pay in the future. Any sense? It's a fact. It's not even a, a, a philosophy. It's just a fact. Those dollars are there, and we have this at this level. And if you redid all the contracts, then you never could. Uh, put a roster together. Wow. 
Um, basically, Michael Parsons got your money. <laughs> it's like what? Hold up! What did my mommy? What did Michael Parsons play in the role in this? This is about Zach Martin being the best guard in football and feeling like he's undervalued and underpaid. Now I will say this for Zach Martin: um, in the NFL, it's hard to get both. It's hard to be the the, the get top dollar um, value for your for your services or for that position as a player and sign a long term deal. Yes. Like Patrick Mahomes, for instance, signed a long-term deal, right? Ten-year deal or whatever it was. Yeah. And Patrick, at the time, highest-paid quarterback in the league. But now he's, what, sixth? Eighth, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Think he's eighth yeah, right, now. after the Herbert deal. Yeah. Dropped down even more. So he's like eighth on that list. Well, if you want the long-term security, and sometimes it's hard to get top dollar value and the long-term security. Zach Martin is the same way. Yeah, if you he want. Pre- he, he, he had long-term security. Six-year deal. But unfortunately yeah. now, I believe you're ninth highest paid guard. Yeah, if, like if you want the long-term line. deal, then you're also saying, I don't want to re-up in three years because you could have just taken a three-year deal and then re-up in three years. There you go. So you can't, you can't be a beggar and a chooser. You can't have a cake and eat it too. That's All the phrases that yeah. you have. And I get it. And, and I think with Zach Martin too, there's a point of you're like, you're right, but I'm guessing he asked for too much. I'm guessing he asked for or maybe an extended contract. I, I think Jerry was like, oh, we can kind of move some money around for you. But I don't think we're going to give you a brand new contract. And if you want a brand new contract, well, there's still years left on your contract. It's mm-hmm. Like, we can't set this precedent. Because as soon as I pay you, everyone else who has a good year is going to step up now. And they're going to come up to me and say, I don't know, I'm, I'm next in line. But they're not the best player potentially 99 rating at well, their position but no and that's, that's what his argument would be like hey i'm the best at my position in the league he is and different rules apply and that's why he named micah parsons though because he went you're the best in your position he's one of the best on that side of the field also true and so i think he was going look i, I can do this but if we're going to play this game we can we can find another guard now i we both know that finding our guard as good as zach martin especially at this point in the season isn't really doable mm, yeah good luck uh, with that. you're gonna find it's gonna take a big drop off yeah good luck with that uh and and you don't want to trade zach martin you're not going to get a full good value for him Mm-mm. especially because he's going to demand to get paid wherever he goes yeah but it seems as if he's basically was like hey we could have negotiated this in good faith but the way you're doing this now is not the way the cowboys do business and if you want to do business this way then you're basically setting the precedent that you held out and you got paid. And I can't have that precedent on the Cowboys because I'm the I like our guys guy, which means I don't pay my like I pay him less, but I keep him. And I gave you the long term deal. We we can't have this precedent set. Uh, yeah, but this is the thing about it. You set that precedent already with Zeke. Yeah. You paid Zeke early. And and it was you a paid, huge mistake. Pay, exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, my my fault that you set the precedent. You just, you can't argue as a precedent, yeah. and then you already set the precedent. Okay. And Zeke wasn't the best running back in the league. I'm the best guard in the league right now. Yeah. And to me, the from the player's perspective, you look at, you know, I always look at marriage like a contract. It is, which must be renegotiated from time to time. Kids lose. Somebody loses their job. We got to move. Somebody gets sick. We're renegotiating the marriage contract right there. We started it somewhere else. Now we got we got to renegotiate this thing. Yeah, you're damn right. We're in it. We're together, but we got to renegotiate. And I think for Zach Morton, he's saying, hey, man, I'm at the point now I'm $7 million. Uh, basically, I'm paid $7 million less than the top guard in yes. the league, and I'm the top guard. Now, I see Jerry side just saying, hey, man, we 
you you agreed to a long term deal. You could have, like you said, signed three years and been up doing LeBron James thing, signed short term deals, and then you re upped every every other year basically. And they got to pay you top dollar, especially if you're the best at your position. But this is a question I have. Getting deeper to it, Cowboys fans. When was the last time Jerry Jones took a hardline stance against a player holding out? And when's the last time he voiced his disdain to this extent about a player holding out? He didn't do it with Zeke. No. Wasn't even, no, no. Remember even Demarcus Lawrence at one time. Remember that Demarcus Lawrence thing a couple of years ago? Where Demarcus Lawrence decided, no, I want to be paid more. I, I, I just need more money. I don't even know if he actually was stating the same case that Zach Martin was. He just like, no, I need to be paid more money. Period. And Jer- I think for I think Stephen Jones said some things. Remember Demarcus Lawrence at one time admitted he was thinking about leaving, like he was gone. And Jerry Jones called him personally. Go look this up. Called him and said, "We got it." P- pretty much went around management. I got you, D. Law. You might die. I got you. I got you. We'll get it done. Why? Why choose now? I mean, Jerry Jones is our. He's a. He's a guy that falls in love with strippers at the strip club. He's that guy. He's yeah. always been that guy. Why now take the you could you could choose to say nothing. Take to have this opinion and say nothing. And it wouldn't hurt the negotiations. But why come out publicly with this kind of hard line stance and then naming Micah? I that that's that's what I want to know. Because I've never heard Jerry really take this kind of stance against a player holding out. He may choose not to discuss it. He may have a softer stance. This yeah. is pretty hard for a Hall of Fame player. You should do this with Zeke. That's what you should have done. And, and this is fa- what we needed with Zeke, and now we're getting it with Zach. And I'm like, well, I know you, but this different rules should apply for different players for different positions. I, I am curious if there's something we know uh, that Dak did. Was it Dak who said that the O linemen all got a text that said Zach Martin was going to beat that Zach Martin? It did. He said he sent them a text, and what he said was set set the standard, guys. I'll be there soon. Like okay. Basically, don't let the standard fall off because I'm not there. I'll be there soon. Just like keep the standard high. Yeah. So yeah. you wonder if there was something in between that and Jerry hears that and he goes, oh, "Okay, he'll be here. I'll talk to him." And then the expectations versus reality of when they have the conversation, he's like, no, I'm not coming until you pay me. I, I thought we were closer to you paying me. That's the reason I said I'd be there soon. Not that I'm coming to in my holdout. Like, pretty, it, it could be that. Could be that. It, it, yeah, something was different, communicated. Something different was communicated in that time span. Or, I don't know, like I said, Jerry Jones liked Zeke. He yeah. liked him. He just, whatever. I don't know if they were hanging out. I don't know if he went to dinner, whatever. Jerry Jones, whether you're Jason Garrett or whether you're Kellen Moore, if he likes you, he likes you. And it's good to have your boss like you. I think we all know that. If your boss likes you, it helps out. All right? It helps your situation a little bit. And, and I'm not saying you don't like Zach Martin. But this is, it is weird that Zach Martin is the, the hard-line stance that he takes. Yeah. It's like Jerry Jones is always willing to give a guy a little bit more money to show the player he appreciates the player. Did it with Demarcus Lawrence. Let Zeke skip the line. He let Zeke skip the line over his quarterback. Yeah. And, and, for nobody in the NFL right now, Jonathan Taylor, he, he, he's like, no, man, you're not, you're not skipping the line. He skipped the line over the quarterback. He, did, he paid Jalen Smith when nobody thought he should pay <laughs> Jalen Smith because he liked him. He's like, I like him. He's my guy. And it's like the Hall of Fame guard is the one you go, whoa, 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 man. Nah, we got to pay somebody else. Micah's got your money. It's just weird. I just, I just think it's weird. I just, I'm saying I'm, I'm not saying he's not right. I'm not saying who's right or wrong. It. I think both sides have a valid point. It's just, don't you agree, 
it's weird that this is the this is the hardline stance. It is, and I mean, it's weird too when you go into Zeke and you go. I know at the time, running back had not been completely devalued, but the writing was on the wall that it was starting to go that way, and he's still overpaid. So if you want to say, well, he looks at it and he looks at the right guard as the weakest position on the line or the the least Whatever necessary is, line, yeah. I made, where he goes, yeah. well, I got to have a good center. And he's got Tyler Smith now too. Don't forget and, that. And he's got so Smith he goes, I got, I got, I got my left, I got my center. My tackles are the best, and I'd rather have a blind side guard than a than a strong side guard. Because Dak can at least see the guy on that position coming. So out of all the positions on the O-line, the guy that I don't want to be paying the most is the right guard. That being said, then move him to left guard. <laughs> right? <laughs> if, if, that's, if that's it, then you just go, well, he's actually fifth. And you go, well, what if he moved to left guard? He'd be third. Well, then move him to left and pay him. Like, I, you can't tell me that having the best guy, just because he's that part of the line, if he's that good, you can move him to left guard. If you want to, if that's in your head, the, whatever it is. If it's not that then you're saying that you don't want to pay your O-line and you're not thinking football that whatever the weakest point of your O-line is, that's where the O-line, that's where the D-line attacks you. Exactly. So you can't have a weak part of your O-line or else everyone's coming at it. And that was one of the strengths of the Cowboys O-line was that even if you had something that was a little bit weaker, it was strong as a whole. So mm-hmm. once you take that away and you take that, if you tell me Terrence Steele's on the right side, the right tackle, and you give take away Zach Martin, that right side of the line gets pretty weak pretty quick. So I, I I get the I get where you may have some you know trepidations about you know paying a guy, about, about guy paying that position money. that you don't yeah. feel is should is not in your budget yeah. yeah in your budget look man fifteen million is as much as we can go a year for you you're at fourteen you're right at now 14. and you want twenty we're not you're not getting to twenty you ain't getting twenty you ain't getting twenty <laughs> you ain't getting twenty and, and I know that's what you want <laughs> you want to be for you it's you want to be there but that's you sign that long term deal and you know what in five years when that guy who just went past you. You have a new contract, and you may be above him. Yeah, but that's how this works. You sign the long term. Sign the long term, bro. You want you want the security. I get it. You're an old lineman, but you can't. Yeah, <laughs> but you I, can't have both. As you said, and that's you can't have both. You, you and so it other. is that line where it's like I get you can restructure things. You can say, hey man, I need more on a bonus. Hey, I need if we can move it here, and then maybe next year you give me another two or three year mill, and we figure it out. And but if he's actually asking to get back up onto uh, like near the top of that list, I get Jerry, and I'm with him. Because I, I don't think that, that would, any of us thought that that was going to be his full thing was I need $7 million more million a year starting this year. That's a big ask. That's a big jump. A I mean, that's, jump. that's more than most teams' running back rooms right now. Yeah. No, it's a big jump. No, I, I don't <laughs> disagree with that. And, no, he's, and his texture says maybe he's tired of being burned. And, and finally, uh, every time these guys get paid more, productivity seems to go down. I mean, I, mean, I don't think it always goes down, but there's definitely something about, you know, once you – guys in their contract years play better. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and not only that, so, you got to remember this is a fifty percent increase if he were to get seven million more dollars. Yeah, that is that is if you're fourteen, right you add seven. That's a fifty percent pay increase, which is pretty but hefty. If you're, if you're a player and I'm a player, you got to get paid while I, you're in your prime, and I, you got to get those dollars while but, you're in your prime. If not, the, we look at the running back market right now. You become the running back market. And I you cannot allow that to happen. No, and I, so I think there, I think there is a middle ground of it. And I'm not sure that either guy wants to go there. And I, I think Jerry was going to be closer to the middle ground. But if, if you were to look at how this would play out in most business negotiations, it goes, but it's hey, not, you want it's this? That's, that's, that's a, no, that's no, a I faulty agree. premise. It just doesn't play yeah. out the same way. You know this. Yeah. Like it's, you but know I'm, saying, I'm saying you're going to go, hey, I want to get pay raised. And you go, okay, well, we're going to start negotiations around where we would, that's the highest that we're going to pay you. Yes. And we're going to try and work from there. But we're not going to start where 
seven million. Like that's that's we're not even talking at seven million. No, because exactly. No, it's a good point. And yeah, so I 50%. think that's where it is. Is you can't start. Well, we don't know he's asking for that either. By the way, no, we don't. That's, that's we the don't. stats about where he is in. But it hierarchy. feels like if it was two, it could be good enough. Yeah. Well, we don't know. And that's, that's the point about it. Is Jerry Jones playing hardball where he's like, yeah. no, you get nothing, man. You're coming to camp. You that's show right. up to we camp and know. we'll discuss. We don't know if they're yeah. asking for seven million more, and we don't know if Jerry's saying, hey, man, nah, I, I wanted to give you two million more. You yeah. need to come to camp. That's your contract. We have no idea. We're filling in the gaps here. We do know We do know. there's repercussions if he doesn't show up. There are, as, as Jerry Jones mentioned. <laughs> my point is, like, has Jerry Jones played hardball like this before? No, not that he I— He hasn't. And I, that's, why, that's why it's weird to me. And maybe he, now he's changing his ways. But who the hell changes their ways when they're 70? What is he? 77? I don't know how old Jerry but we, Jones He has changed his way in a lot of ways, though. Like, I mean, we've seen—he made two trades this offseason. They made two trades. That's really not changing their ways. Changing their ways would have been going on a free agent market. Remember, they're a bargain basement team. So they built through the draft. They're the most homegrown team in the NFL, built through the draft. And then they look for the most uh, cost-effective ways to acquire talent. That's why they love, more than any other team in the NFL, they love getting former teams' first-round picks that have failed. Think about it. Think I mean they got on their team right now. Former first round picks yeah. of other teams they bring on. So that that kind of team, if they'd have just spending big in free agency, that would have been different. They didn't do that. They just still went cost effective, which is good. I like yeah. that approach for the Cowboys. My point is, usually they pay their guys though. Yes. Like I said, Demarcus Lawrence started complaining. They paid Demarcus Lawrence. Zeke skipped the line, paid Zeke, even though he's a running back. Uh, hell, Jalen Smith, nobody even knew Jalen Smith wanted more money. It's like, all right, hey, man, take this money, man. We like you. You're good. It's weird that he's taking his stance against Zach He's Martin. already paid uh, Trayvon. He already paid Trayvon. Paid Trayvon did, by the way, Trayvon didn't want to break the bank, though. He didn't want No, he didn't, but he, did, but he did get paid already. Yeah, and he, yeah, it's a good point. So, I, like I said, and we know the salary cap. Listen, there's a belief about the salary cap in the NFL. That if you're savvy enough as a capologist, that you can find ways to, I don't want to say the wrong word, you can find words to, to circumvent the cap. You can't manipulate it. Manipulating is bad. That will get you, you know, uh, consequences in the NFL. But you can circumvent and maneuver the NFL salary cap. It's different between there's tax evasion, which is illegal. Uncle Sam will put you in jail. But then there's tax avoidance, which is perfectly legal. You can avoid taxes. You just can't evade taxes. That's the difference. And same thing with the salary cap. You can maneuver, circumvent, but you can't manipulate. They're subtle, but they're differences. Yeah. And the truth is, cash, as you've talked about this before too, Patrick, cash is king in the NFL. But the salary cap is flexible and malleable. The cap is simply accounting. That's it. You need a creative accounting. That's it. It's just accounting. That's all it is. That's why you can prorate deals, restructure deals. You can hide money in a contract, take that money out later. You can front load and back load. You can put it all in the signing bonus. And then, like, like Aaron Rodgers did. But you can, there, there are tons of different ways to move money around. It's all about being creative in your accounting. And you also have cash. And cash is still king in the NFL. You get a discount for just paying cash. Yeah. You can restructure somebody and be like, yeah, I'm just going to pay you cash. You cool with that? Like, yeah. Lower their cap hit, everything. And who's got cash? Jerry Jones got cash. Tons of it. It's all about just creative accounting. So this just basically means he doesn't want to go to his accountant and go, hey, hey, capologist, find me this much money for Zach Martin. Find it. Get it done. That's all he does. That's the, 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 he knocks on that door. Hey, capologist, I need this much money for Trevon Diz. Get it done. No, and I can't. And you go to the door. So my point is, think about this. Look at the Jalen Hurts deal for the Eagles. Remember that deal that he signed? They paid him, what was it, 50 mil a year? 51 million a year? 179 in total guarantees. Remember that deal? $255 million deal over five years? 
Do you remember the cap hits? Anybody remember these? Remember the cap hits, Patrick? No, I don't. Six million in 2023, 13 million in 2025, 2024, excuse me, uh, 21 million in 2025, and 31 million in 2026. You want to look at Dak's cap hits on his $40 million contract and the cap hits? 17, 19, 26, and 59. Yeah, so it's just creative accounting, guys. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. I tell you that. But billionaires can hire really smart people to do it. And the, Jerry Jones could find that money. He could both find that. That money is there. It's all about massaging and manipulating the books. Sorry, <clears throat> maneuvering, circumventing the books. Don't manipulate. Don't manipulate. That's right. All right. It's like evading taxes. You want to avoid, not evade. He can find that money. He don't want to find that money right now. Jerry Jones like, no. I'm drawing my line in the sand. I ain't looking for that money. I, I, we, we signed the deal. I'm going to make you, as this text says in all caps, honor your contract. So this is, a, this is more about principle for Jerry Jones. If he wanted to find an extra $3 million to put you up to $17 million so you'd come to camp just for this year so we could sell it this year, he could. Yeah. He don't want to. Well, and there's also something looking at Zach, con, uh, Zach uh, Wilson's contract. Sorry, Zach, Zach Martin's Martin? contract. Yeah. Uh that he's already restructured this multiple times. Yeah. So he's basically his cap hit next year is already at twenty three million. Mm-hmm. So there is something, and there's already two restructure years past the contract. So, so you may be out of restructure. So you're you're kind of at the point now too yeah. where you're like I can't necessarily push this off without really hurting myself four years down the line. Because mm-hmm. now we can push it all back again, but now when you're thirty six and I got to go find another right guard, I'm gonna be owing you thirty five million dollars, and I can't do that. So I kind of need to get out of this at some point. And you needing more money while your cap is screwing me now because I kept, well, you'll take it tomorrow. I'll pay. If you pay for me today, and I think that this may be also a sticking point for Zach Martin and, and, and Jerry Jones because he's saying, we've already, we've already pushed everything back, and now if you want to put me more on pushing the back end, I'm going to be paying my right guard $35 million on the cap. Until he's like 36 years old. Yeah, <laughs> like, because what you'd really want to yeah. do if he doesn't have all these restructures is sign him to another, extend him four or five more years, give him a big payday right now, and basically spread that out over four or five years. The problem with that is you're already step back about $30 million in restructure because you're when he's off the books in 2025, you owe, you're paying another uh, $10 million in their five in 2026 on the restructure. Mm-hmm. So that's another $15 million when he's already off your books. So to add on even more to that and to get him to sign a deal that says he's going to basically retire – because that was the Von Miller deal with the, beer, yeah, yeah. the Bills, good point. was, hey, we're going to sign you a five-year deal. You're going to play two or three of it. And then you're going to retire, and then we can find other. Rogers deal is basically that, too. It's yeah, essentially and it's, that. And it's once you retire, yeah. there's other creative ways we can do stuff, yes. and we get cap relief, and the NFL will help us out with some cap relief oh, once you retire. It's, it's like a tax code. There's yeah. so many loopholes but and different things We need you to retire, because yeah. if you don't, we're screwed. But if you retire at that point, then we can then push, we can your push money everything. Yeah, yeah, designate so, over yeah. here. We can yeah. make the cap work. Plus, the cap's going to go up, so we'll be okay. Yeah. But this I, is all a so. As I said, that's that's why that's why a lot of it is. Yeah, it's a creative accounting because you're just making assumptions. Like, all right, the cap will go up fifteen million. I'll have this. He'll retire. We're going to cut this other guy over here. It's just, it really is. It's but just, Zach Martin's yeah. thirty two, and you go well. A, a right guard could play till he's thirty nine. 40. Not a high level. Not a high level. Not but a he can, but he can sit there collecting that check. <laughs> and that's crazy. Right. So I feel like that that may be more of this is they were like, Ooh. well, we did our creative accounting and we were not expecting this part of it. Yeah, we've been create we've been as creative as we can get with this contract, <laughs> and we are done. We, you know, you I, I that's a great point. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. I'll make this one point because I know we're up against it and we gotta get to the break. This is my last point on the subject, though. I will say this. 
one of the things that could end up getting Zach Martin paid, no BS, what the Cowboys do in the draft? Drafted a defensive tackle, interior D lineman early mm-hmm. on. They got Jonathan Hankins they resigned. Oza Odigizua, who's a pretty good interior D lineman. If I'm Zach Martin, hitting those guys up, full scouting report on every interior D lineman, all uh, lineman for uh, Cowboys. I need y'all to just disrupt, create chaos <laughs> in the practices where the Cowboys are like, we can't even run practices because our interior O-line is such trash, we can't do anything. All right, Matt Forniak and Josh Ball cannot keep up. I'd call them, like, bro, listen, get, when he's, get, get him, his right side, he's bad. When he, puts his, when he sets his foot back, go look at his leverage, can't get his back. I'd give him detailed scouting reports. Detailed, like, uh, hey, man. Because honestly, I think that'll end up getting Zach Martin paid sooner rather than later. If they're in practicing, like, have you seen the first team O-line? Dak can't even get a pass off. Yeah, but if I'm, trash But I'll right tell you now. that. If I'm Jerry Jones, I go to Dan Quinn and I go, rush the outside, buddy. <laughs> Michael. Hey, <laughs> hey if, they, if, they, if you send anyone up the middle, I, I'm cutting all your players. Uh, you no, rush the outside because I got to make that interior look real good. Bro, I we had practices <laughs> with Casey Hampton. And by the way, if you haven't looked at Casey Hampton's stature, he led the team in tackling one Yeah, year. he's a beast. He's a beast. One of the greatest defensive players in the history of Texas football. Mac Brown would have to remove him from practice. We had him and Sean Rogers on the defensive line. There were times where he would he would basically create so much chaos. He he'd make it almost un, <laughs> where the point where he was unblockable, where we couldn't even actually execute plays successfully. So we'd say, "Man, you got to get on the sideline while we at least execute the play, get the rep in, <laughs> and then you can put you back in. You can create your cast, but we got to get the rep in because you just blew up the play. And the quarterback couldn't even get the the screen off. Like it's all like no. So that's that could happen. You'd have been making people go to the transfer portal if that was around Pretty back much, then. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're Zach Martin, hey man, that's the way to get it done. Uh, all right, so uh, look, look, Cowboys conversation. We'll we got we we'll also have the uh, Jonathan Taylor saga uh, to dive into. We'll get into that. Uh, there's other NFL stories that we got to dive into because Aaron Rodgers continues the NBAification and the WWEification of the NFL. So with those, but we got some baseball coming up next. Uh, man, the, the Rangers making big moves. Rangers are going all in. It would seem on this year. Uh, it would seem uh, that the Astros playing catch up with the Rangers. That has not been the case in a really, really long time. We'll talk about that when we come back right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful Nun Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to <laughs> to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Texture says, can I go off subject a little bit? <laughs> Didn't Dak say he was cutting back on interceptions? He already threw like four in camp now. <laughs> I don't count training camp stats. I am not that guy. But if he's thrown four interceptions already, and what are we, a week and a half in now? 
We like five, six days, six practices in or something like that. That ain't good. That ain't good. I, will, I looked at them stat about Dak real quick, though, because I know Cowboys fans. It's so weird. We, me and Horace talked about this. Uh, actually, I think it was Horace's last show about how Cowboys fans, they just they can't embrace Dak. They can't embrace him, and it's weird. And last year did not help. His 15 interceptions in the regular season, which led the league, by the way, they were the lowest total of interceptions for a league leader during a season since 1937. Tied with um, the league leader in 2020, 2024, 2046. So it's happened multiple times. So it was tied with three different other times. But, and I mean, that's, to me, yes, it was uncharacteristic of Dak to throw those interceptions. But even the 15 that he threw in the regular season, it still was a a lower total when you're looking at the overall like perspective in context of NFL history. Just throwing it out there, I know that does not make Cowboys fans feel any better. Considering he threw two more in the playoffs and then he's throwing them in training camp. So hopefully that is something that Dak can remedy before the season starts. All right. Uh Texas also says they didn't want to pay Emmett Smith until he sat out and Dallas went 0 and 2. You're right. Remember that? I mean, that was a long time ago, but that was also one of the times where uncharacteristically Jerry played hardball with one of his favorite players, one of his best players, one of his favorite, one of his best players, and did not go well. And maybe Zach Martin's waiting on that. He's like, okay, go. Go into the NFL season without your Hall of Fame guard. See how that offensive line holds up with Tyron Smith decaying and deteriorating at a really high rate. And and (laughs) in all reality, too, it may be Zach Martin just walking outside like we are and goes, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to practice right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll come out there when, wait, look, when it gets below 100, call me. Stop playing hardball then. That's what I, <laughs> uh, oh, you're willing to give me just two million more? Okay, we'll take it. We'll take, we'll take it. it. I'll take it. He's like, so, yeah, Kramer on the side of the, I'll take it. As soon as, right, as soon as trading cap's over, I'm done. I'm done. You could be right about that. Brett Favre was famous for that and other guys too. I'm yeah. trying to miss training camp. He's at that age. He is at that age. Uh, okay, let's talk about the Rangers um, because. You know, I mean, I've been saying it all year long. You got to take the Rangers seriously. Uh, I think the Rangers are also taking themselves seriously. They're going to try to make a run here. They traded for Max Scherzer. That is a huge move, Patrick. And got a good deal for it as well. Yeah, because they basically, I believe, Mets are paying like twenty two million of the salary. They're paying all but twenty two million. All but twenty two. So and so he had another forty three, I think, on next season on a player option. So basically, it would be. It would be everything of the player option. If we take it, they're already halfway through the season, so you figure twenty what one million of this year's salary is already paid. paid. Then, if he accepts a player, they will then cover all but twenty two and a half million of that. I believe is what the deal is. So basically, you're getting Max Scherzer for a really good deal. Pennies on the dollar. Pennies on the dollar, and all you had to give up was Acuna, who we know Acuna could be good if he's anything like his brother. He'll be really, really good. Uh. But yeah, I think they that was just a he may not he's not known as the best clubhouse guy always. Just because he's a very culture, intense guy. You can absorb that with a good culture. Yeah, but I think they were when they're like, hey, we gotta change some stuff up. We we may he's not happy. He got he was pissed at them because they traded away their closer. And so he was already very upset with them after they traded the closer because he realized they were not trying to win anymore this season. Mm. And so he I he tweeted something out of I have to go talk to the owner. Or he was he said in a conversation that he had to go talk, have a meeting with management after mm. after they trade away some of their guys. Uh but yeah, I think the Rangers did great to go, hey, well we'll we'll take him off your hands 
<laughs> we'll take him off your hands. And uh, if you could help us out with that contract, because we don't want to pay, you know, another $63 million for him. That was fantastic. Yeah, no, that's a really great deal. And that, that Rangers did trade away some key prospects because they also uh, got Jordan Montgomery, another starter, yes. in the trade, and a reliever, Chris Stratton uh, also. So the Rangers, now they're, I mean, they're starting rotation considering how well uh, Nathan uvaldi has been pitching lately. Uh, hell, even Dane Dunning actually has been pitching really well lately. Considering that, now you bolster that group with Scherzer. Remember, that was supposed to basically be DeGrom's role. You basically have decided to yeah. replace another Mets ace with another Mets former Mets ace. Yes. And I, I can tell you, that's starting rotation now with Martin Perez, too. John and Gray. you're adding experience. Yeah. You're, you're adding experience. Playoff experience. You're adding playoff experience to a team that, you know, down the, down the stretch of the season, we've seen they struggled a little bit in the last couple series. You know, you need to bring in somebody who has that fiery competitive spirit that I think Bruce Bochy's trying to bring in there. We saw them, you know, not back down to the Astros. I think he's trying to bring that. And Scherzer is a guy where I say he's not always great in the coast. If you're losing, he he wants to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So for a winning team, he can be a great asset. But if you're losing, he may not be the nicest guy to be around. He's one of those guys that doesn't like being touched. Uh, he's going to have to deal with uh, – uh, there, there's a thing that I can't remember the pitching coach for the uh, the Rangers – but he will continuously go up and uh, touch the. He will always touch the shoulders of the the pitchers when he goes up and meets with them. He's a massage the shoulders, does he? Yeah, kind of. But he like he goes he up. He does and, really. He kind of goes up and talks to him like that. The, he, the, but the shoulders is a thing. Like for, the, is yeah, there, I was watching the game. My buddy Joe. Wow. And he comes over and he goes. Joe goes, just watch this, and he goes and grab the shoulders. <laughs> He's like he does it every time. <laughs> and apparently, and Scherzer's not a fan of that. So. I wouldn't be either. I don't like people massaging my shoulders if I haven't given consent. So, <laughs> so that'll be fun to watch. If you're not a Rangers fan, just watch out for that on Scherzer's on the map. That'll be awkward, yeah. That'll be <laughs> but, very entertaining. But, uh, but you no, know, I, I think it's a great trade for them. I, I am curious if the Astros make any moves. Mike Maddox, Tex was saying. Here. Mike Maddox, yes, that yeah. is who it is. And thank you, Tex, for reminding you. Valdi is on the deal. I was speaking like once you, everybody is back. That'll, yeah, that'll they, be they a, said him shutting him down for about a month. So. It'll be a rotation, yes. yeah. Uh, but no, it's a great move by the Rangers. I love it. It really is, man. It's, and I always said, I think um, you brought this up actually too, man, if the, if the, the Astro, if the Rangers are even, I don't know, interested in somebody, Astros should also put out there that they're interested too. Yeah. If you hear that, just do it. Even if you're not, drop up the price, make it different. Yeah. Make, and, and make as, it much tough as, as much as the Astros felt they were doing good, they're game back right now because the Rangers got swept, but the Astros only won one game in that series saying, too. They didn't help themselves. They didn't help themselves. So if you say, man, we only won one game, they're in a stretch, I believe, of nine straight series against teams with winning records right now. The Astros are. They're two-game series into that. Like, man, you got to – I get that you don't want to give up a lot in your farm system. You're trying to rebuild your farm system a little bit so that at the end of this run, you're not mm-hmm. going to be completely falling off the map. But at the same part, you know, I bet there's going to be somebody who can go out there and get and may bring another starter because you just need a little bit more help in pitching. Uh, Kendall Graveman, is that's good to bring him in as well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would like to see them make one more move. They are notorious for last-second moves, the Astros are. That'd be beautiful. Uh, we know hour. Verlander was, the yeah. facts got in what in the last seconds of the trade deadline. I remember the Grinky trade was not announced till after the deadline. So they've, they're notorious for doing that, of waiting till the last possible second to make a move. Uh, they may still be in it. We know they're in the Verlander conversation. Uh, we don't know if Verlander wants to come back to Houston. That we don't know, yeah. Uh, we also know the Dodgers have entered the Verlander conversation now. Which is scary just because 
it's just you don't ever want anybody to go to the Dodgers anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, that ain't, as, much as, help you as yeah. much as AL versus NL, there is somewhat of a rivalry because they really don't like the Astros, and we have to play them a lot. Yeah, do we just think that um, because the American League looks like it may be up for grabs here now? That's I think got it's teams up making for grabs. moves. Yeah, got the, you got the Rays. You got yeah. I mean, because the Orioles, Orioles are one of the best teams, yeah. and the Rays are kind Astros. of on a the Rays are on a more of a downswing. Uh, a lot of people are saying, but but the Orioles look really good. The issue is they're super young, and they're that's why they get a vet like a Verlander or somebody that would help them. Yeah, a but, veteran. But presence. that's what. And then the Rangers are of course adding guns. I think if you're the Astros, I, I get why you don't want to give up too much for anybody, and I get you don't want to pay Verlander forty three million for two more years, so you'd want to deal so, similar to what uh, the Rangers got for Scherzer. But I think after Verlander wins game uh, win two hundred fifty for the Mets, I don't see them giving him up for any. I, I think there was a different point if Scherzer didn't want to be there if they were not winning this year. Yeah, I think Verlander likes to be in New York. He likes he, he's okay kind of building this team up there as opposed to what Scherzer wanted. So I, I don't know if you get that trade done. So you may have to focus on something else. I I, I would love to see them get some more hands in there. The, the batting rotation seems okay right now. Yes, I agree. Yeah, no, and, and we know that. You know, the, With Chaz there, like how many times we wanted a center fielder? Chaz has filled that. We're good. It's, it's literally just pitching that we're really looking at now. Or if you get a really good catcher at the last minute because I know you have Yanni Diaz who's playing pretty well. Yanni Diaz, and then people are getting mad at Dusty again. Uh, because oh, people are always mad at Dusty. Uh, Astros fans are. They're always frustrated with Dusty. But, but he, they're mad because he's he made a, he made a comparison different. about RBIs and home runs between Maldonado and Yanni oh, Diaz, man. and they were like, but the batting percentage. <laughs> the, <laughs> it's always a different cr- yeah. like, critique, though, or criticism. It's something, and so it's they hated that comp- Yeah, so yeah. Oh, people man. are mad about that as well. <laughs> no, I, I, Astros fans have been very – they like they love Dusty. They do, but they always have something to criticize like about him that they don't like about him. And, hey, maybe it's because Dusty you know, he keeps you on your toes. Uh, one thing also about the Rangers, man, they, they've been stockpiling pitching. And you can tell for Chris Young that's what, that's what his belief system. can never have too many good arms. He's just stockpiling it. So for uh, for the uh, Rangers fans out there, I know they're excited. We're waiting to see. Maybe Patrick's right. Midnight hour, maybe you'll get something from the Astros. But for the Rangers to be leading a division, still are, by a game and a half, I think it is now. Um, and to make the moves that they've made, yeah, they they, they believe they're the real deal. So they get, all they gave up were, I think, the 11th. They have the third, 11th, and their 14th prospects, the highest-ranked uh, prospects for them. So Yeah, we have roughly – 25 hours left in the trade in the trade world and no show hey we're expecting no show no, to be traded I, I, at the I trade it doesn't seem like anybody no. is trying to make that they're making moves less. yeah they're the making moves to get people moves. in yeah they they want to make a run i think they, they've decided they really are going to make a huge pitch for it to keep him this offseason and the only way they're going to do that is that they try and compete so i get it I, I, I you know i get it if you if you really go for it and you if he resigns this all makes sense this all makes sense if he resigns if he doesn't it's one you of the, guys sell the team, man. It's one of the sell greatest the miscalculations in sports history if he doesn't sign yeah, there. Yeah, that's sell the team. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah huge error in judgment. But if he signs there again, hey, you know what? It's, it's a money it. move by them. Uh, I don't know if this is a compliment or not, Patrick. Someone says, Pat's voice sounds like how gravy smells. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a new one for me. I love the way gravy smells. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. So I think that's a compliment. But white gravy or brown gravy? Well, it doesn't matter. Gravy smells good. Even white gravy smells good. I don't eat white yes. gravy, but it still smells good. It still good. smells good. Yeah, and I, my, all I ask is, have both. 
Why are we gravy racists here? I'm not gravy racist. Yeah, I mean, when a restaurant's like, oh, we have his white gravy, like, why? Have brown gravy. <laughs> and if you had just brown gravy, like, why do you have just brown gravy? Have white gravy, too. You know we want both. We want the white and we want the brown. We want choices. We want choices and options. Someone says old gravy. Well, that ain't good. No, that's not. That's... <laughs> I thought you meant, like, good gravy. All right? Good tasting gravy. Like, hey, city store stuff. You know what I mean? All I'm right. going to take it as a compliment. I, I think sorry, you should take it as a Sorry for your insult, sir. I would, take it as a compliment. I would take that as a damn Old good. gravy voice. <laughs> I once, I was hosting a Mac Brown Women's Clinic at one time, and a woman came up to me. I was doing a show with Craig Ware at the time. She came up to me. She said, I love your co-host, Craig Way. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's the best. He's the man. Love Craig Way. He's unbelievable. And she's like, no, he gives me eargasms. I swear, she like whispered in my ear where I can feel her breath on my ear. It was one of the weirdest moments I had ever had in my life. I was like, what? And she was like, she wanted me to know. Like, basically, that was a erotic like listenership thing going on with her and Craig Way's voice. And I was like, I'd ask no follow-ups. I didn't want to know what she was doing no. when Craig Way was talking on the show. But she she leaned in, whispered in my ear where I could, I could feel her breath on like my ear. Like It was like, oh, still remember it to this day. Eargasm. That's why just... I got that term. It was her. She was like, eargasm. eargasm. And I was like, Can, is that a thing? Do women get those? I've never delivered one before. I've never given one of those before. Who knows? I just I just get a picture of her listening to say goodnight to it now with a whole different <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Light the tower? Come on. She's scared. she's all about it. She actually wasn't bad looking either. I was I mean, I would. Honestly. <laughs> just so you know, she wasn't bad looking. That's what I told her. I was like, she actually wasn't bad looking. You know what I mean? She was she wasn't you, she didn't look like a female truck driver or anything. Like she was actually <laughs> She didn't look like the type of person that we're all picturing. Yes, that didn't feel like, oh, she must have been disgusting. No, she wasn't. Like I'm telling you, she was pretty attractive actually for I think she was like in her 50s, but she was attractive. She was like, no, Craig Way does it for her. Anyway, uh, yeah, exactly. So I said, how did she look? She looked, I was like, when, she, when I looked, I was like, I would. I mean, Rod B wouldn't reject her. Boom. <laughs> so that means she's at least a six and a half. Do you know what I mean? Other than that, I, I have to get real picky. Uh, down. If you're like a four and a half, I, you know, like, I don't know. But if you're average, you, know, you got to be as average. Yeah. If you're average, I would, I would do it. Usually, <laughs> if I was a single, I mean, below average, I'm like, I don't know. You below, I don't know. I want to go there. But average, dude, and we're all average. Everybody, but my my theory is most people are just average looking. And then there's the 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 very my the, the I think the extreme minorities that are good looking, extreme minorities that are un, unattractive. I don't want to say ugly because that's that's a, that's a, yeah. yeah. By the way, ugly is like a slur these days. Don't say ugly. Say unattractive. You know what I mean? That's don't say ugly because some people are they know they're unattractive and then they see ugly as a derogatory term. You gotta own it. No, you can't. I don't I don't I don't yeah. Because they're 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 like treated like the worst minorities in society. I because I feel like the longer a word is, it always seems worse. Nah. I don't know. I don't know why really? that. Yeah. You ready to just call somebody? You ready to say they're ugly? No, because like fat. I I go with fat before obese. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, that guy's fat. He goes, yeah. Uh, overweight? What about overweight? That's too long. It's too Overweight is too long? Yeah. I'd rather say overweight than fat. She's fat and ugly. <laughs> she's overweight and unattractive. It's better than she's fat and ugly. You might have, you might have something there. You might have something there. <laughs> Nobody wants to be fat and ugly. Like, hey, you're overweight. All right, I can do something about that. Put on that yeah, one. Uh, come on. All right.
Uh, oh, I'm getting texts about a story that's developing. We'll, dis- we'll discuss it at the top of the 4 o'clock. We got the flex on the other side. We will not discuss unattractive, overweight people. These are fit, attractive people. <laughs> on the other side, right here on Baltimore Line, wonderful down the horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie. Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, also, time for the Flex. Uh, if you have not seen it, please go check out the uh, the All Flex watch list. It's up there for you at FLXATX.com. FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. You can go check it out. All of the different positions are listed up there at FLXATX.com. And uh, I believe Friday was the um, the quarterbacks. Um, that were actually listed. So go check that out. And for those who didn't uh, hear about the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks listed for the All Flex team are going to be, um, it'll be Ashton Dickens from Lockhart, uh, Ali Scott from LBJ, Cameron Dickey from Crockett, uh, Cody Stover from Wimberley, Deuce Adams from Vandergriff, Caden Leon from Lake Travis, uh, Mason Cochran from Round Rock, Noah Burris from Georgetown, Paxton Land from Westlake, and Will Hammond from Huddle. Uh, that is your quarter, all quarterbacks for the All Flex Watchers. Go check out all the positions: though. D line, linebackers, DBs, uh, safeties, corners, even long snappers, uh, kickers, punters. All this up there for you. Uh, and go check out the All Flex Watchers. If anybody was left off the list, I'm assuming that you know when we come up with the All Flex teams. If there's an office, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll correct those issues. So go check it out for yourself. FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all your social media platforms. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll get to the Ronald Jones story. I mean, the Cowboys. Wow. I cannot believe this story. The one issue that I was worried about for the Cowboys was the running back position. Remember, I, I, I yeah. said this over and over again. I said, that's a big issue. And now they have more issues at the running Apparently back Apparently, Ronald Jones was worried about it, too. Ronald Don't Jones. you need to step up his game? <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought he might need a little boost. Yeah, so Ronald Jones apparently dealing with an NFL suspension. We'll talk about what that means for the Cowboys running back. And the Cowboys running back position, Tony Pollard coming off an injury. So even though he's not on the pup list, he's able to practice. You got a lot of question marks about that position. So we'll come back and uh, we'll discuss that as well. Also, we got... Uh, Station announcements, not station announcements, but more company announcements uh, to get into. Uh, So we'll detail that coming up in the top of the four o'clock as well. And yes, we'll get back to our conversation about the uh, the NFL news notes and nuggets coming out of training camp. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.